Welcome to Culls on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jessica. And today we have another homestead happenings for you. Um, this is episode 14 of Culls on the Coast. So, what do we have going on in the on the homestead? Well, if we start with our livestock, which usually has some sort of chicken drama on it, we walked outside one day and realized there was a pile of feathers out there. Yeah, so one of our chickens was eaten or taken at some point by some animal. We're not sure what. Yeah, this was Bruzy, our beloved rogue chicken that was running around the yard for, I don't know, a year? Almost? Yeah. She's been running around, and for the last several months, she didn't even have a home to go into. She wasn't in any kind of cage or anything, and nothing bothered her until we started letting the other chickens back out again, and they kept attacking her, and we have no clue what happened. We just know that there was a pile of red feathers... But no carcass, and we haven't found any carcass anywhere, and she's gone. So, poor Bruzy. May she rest in peace. We didn't even get to eat her. We did not. Because she was still laying eggs. She was. She was still laying an egg. Probably about five a week. But, oh well. Well, poor Bruzy. I do feel a little bit bad on that end. But we didn't know what else to do with her. She was being attacked brutally by the other chickens, so we couldn't put her in with the others. So. And she would attack the little chickens. Yep, and she would attack the little chickens. It was... I don't know. We're guessing on this chicken drama stuff. So, Charlie, tell us about the worm bucket. So, I saw on Facebook that you can make a vermiculture composting setup from three... Home Depot buckets, actually. They say that you need like 15 Home Depot buckets so that you can swap out and you can constantly rotate through. Mm -hmm. And anyway, 15 is too much. But you have a bottom bucket that has no holes that catches any juices that come out of the compost. You have a middle bucket that has compost in it with your worms. You have a top bucket that's got your vegetable scraps and your other stuff that the worms eventually crawl into and then compost. And once they've all, like, kind of most have migrated to the top bucket, you can take the middle one out, and now you've got worm-casting compost with some worms in it that you can put in your garden. So the worm castings are in the middle bucket or in the bottom bucket? In the middle bucket. Okay, so what's the juices in the bottom buckets? Well, when they compost, they make juices. Okay. And so, it's and just... so they don't drown in their own fluids. It drips to uh -huh. the bottom. Okay. And so it's like worm, you get... Um, Worm casting soup, worm casting loaf, and then what's in the oven? You so do you use out. the worm casting juice to make the teas that you can make while yeah, the worm casting? you make like worm tea or something like that, right. like compost tea. Do you think our listeners know what worm composting tea is? Uh, no. What's worm casting? Oh, I can't. Compost tea is where you take <laughs> compost, you put it in water. And then you take a um, one of the aquarium uh, micro bubbler doodads mm -hmm. that makes the, the you know oxygenates the water for your fishes. Mm -hmm. You put that in the bucket and you let it sit for like a week, and so you're creating this 
slurry of good bacteria for the garden. Okay, because you and, need bacteria to grow things. Yeah, and then you take and you spread that out on the, where you use it as a, either you can concentrate it and use it as like a, a uh, foliar spray or you can use it as a soil drench. So how does this apply versus like a miracle grow? Well, miracle grows made out of synthetic or refined nutrients, mm-hmm. and compost is whatever is in the compost. Okay. Basically, so... it's broken down into its components. So, compost is more natural. The plants know how to function with the stuff more naturally, so you're not dependent on a fertilizer that's man-made. Okay. So you don't run into an issue when, you know, a country invades another country and then we put um, sanctions on them and so we're not buying fertilizer from them anymore. Okay. You know, and then the prices of agriculture goes up because that's how we're used to doing things. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's, I think that's it with our livestock. Our worms are doing great. Our chickens are doing well. We haven't lost any little chickens. It's just been poor bruisey. Um, our hens, our bigger hens, our, our current egg layers are mad because we've locked them back up in the pen because they were demolishing our garden and we wanted to be able to have produce. So we still need to build them a run for their pen because currently we have the one dog kennel pen and which doesn't have run built. So that's on the list of things to do. And then we have the new pins that we recently built um, that really we just open both sides and let the chickens kind of run everywhere. Yeah. So. And they seem to be doing pretty good. They still eat each other's feathers like crazy, though. They're pretty mean to each other. But the roosters will only be here for about another month and a half or two once they once we can for certain know which ones are the roosters i think we'll be butchering them right uh well they gotta reach whatever age they need to get to that should be july no no there's still another three or four months after that oh okay i was thinking it was july anyway that's our livestock um for the family on my end some of the things that I've been work- doing, I've decided to finally buy me a pair of shoes, but not any kind of pair of shoes because that would make me a normal person. I still have flip-flops that are falling apart that I'm still wearing out and about <laughs> to town. <laughs> Seriously, one of the, um, the bottoms of one of my flip-flops is just completely falling off, but I refuse apparently to buy any others. I bought a pair of earthing moccasins. I love them, but I thought I could wear them to town and things like that, and I guess I could, but it's going to wear the leather out very quickly walking on asphalt and concrete, so I'm going to have to stop doing that on a regular basis. <laughs> I've already got like my footprint showing on the bottom of the moccasins. Well, they'll do that, but... Yeah. This These were made by a company in Canada out of elk? Is that right? Yeah. I think it was elk. It sounds like or that. moose. Anyway, they're really nice. I love them. Um, I did, the only thing that I've been getting used to is because they are looser, because of course it's more of like a slipper, right? They, 
don't fit tightly enough, I guess. I have tightened them as much as I can, but they have rubbed a little bit of a blister on my heel. So that's me. Uh, Charlie, what's been up new in your life? Nothing. It's not I'm true. the most boring person there's ever been. <laughs> so, uh, my friend, Corey, is letting me test drive a Snapmaker 2.0, which is a 3-in-1 3D printer, laser cutter slash engraver, and um, router table. And it is very interesting because we took I took a like a two inch thick oak board and engraved the coals on the coast one of our wave logos on it mm-hmm and I've made some caps for a a product idea that I've got I'll talk about that later and uh, I made a Aztec death whistle. So now I have a whistle that sounds like people screaming. Oh gosh, and you scared me to death one day with it. And the kids love to take it and run around and blow it and scare everybody. <laughs> it's it's really mostly scary when you're just not expecting it. Well, it sounds like. Oh wait, Is we it? have a sound. We get we can share what it sounds like, without blowing everybody's ears out. Oh yeah, because it's not out here. You have to blow it really hard, don't you? No. Oh, really? You do not have to it blow it. It feels like you're working really hard from listening to it. I guess I haven't tried it yet. But it uh, looks like a, like a head, guys. It's like a skeleton head. And you blow into the top of it? Yeah, some of them. There's different versions of it. Some of them have a little tube that you blow into. This one just has a little hole. and You just put your lips to it. Where's your gallery at? Oh, it's a picture frame. How do you spell gallery? Oh, there it is. There it is. I have a different phone than he has. I have a very old OnePlus. Poor daddy don't even know how to work your phone. <laughs> it's also on black screen mode because it's late at night. Okay, I found the clip finally. Here you go. That's the kids. They want to get in there and play it too. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. So, um, what other thing has been going on with me? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess this counts as something going on. But I recently found Sugru, which is a silicone moldable glue at Walmart. And the only reason I found it is because one of our chairs broke and Jessica had me go and get wood glue. So I was like, well, I'll go to Walmart and get wood glue because I know that they've got the one I want. And I get there and I'm looking and it's on the bottom shelf. I get down there and I'm reading the back of the wood glue and I happen to see this other stuff right next to it. And it's something I've been looking at for like three or four years. And for a little while there, I thought it was completely gone, but looks like they got bought out by a different company and now they're back. He's been very excited about this, guys. It doesn't take much. 
I don't think I'm going to use it for anything. But... <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It's useful insofar as it's like it's silicone, basically. It's like a silicone putty, and you open the package, you knead it, and then you take it, and you can set it up. You can you know, fix a coffee cup with it. You can do all sorts of random stuff with it. It'll come in handy when we need it. I see. Okay. Is the thing. I just have to be self-aware enough to say, hey, I've got some of this somewhere. Maybe perhaps you should have like a system of organization where all the glues and adhesives are. Well, it's called MacGyver Kit. Ooh. I mean. But that's in the car. Well, there'll be one in there. And there'll be one in the duct tape roll. And there'll be one. Oh, my. See, because part of what I made with my Snapmaker is these repair wear duct tape lids. And it, it they're like two-inch caps that fit into the the holes in a duct tape roll so that you can put other like repair components in there. So you can put some a, a little tube of super glue, some string, a needle, and... Seal it up so you got a nice little repair kit ready to go. Yeah. And take a little Sugru and you stick it in it. And the only reason that I was really wanting to get Sugru is because not only had I seen it like multiple years prior and thought, man, this would be great to put in my MacGyver kit, but I also saw the guy that created the repairware lids, he includes Sugru in his kit. Oh, okay. Which, I asked him for the loadout list in that thing, and he's never replied, so... <laughs> I don't think he has a whole lot to do with those anymore. So, with your lids, is this something that people might can start looking for on our Buy Me A Coffee page? Yes, I will list them on the Buy Me A Coffee shop. As soon as you have pictures of it? As soon as I figure out how to do it. Oh, you haven't done them correctly yet? No, I mean, how to list it. I don't know how oh. any of that works. <laughs> I was going to say that these work. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking as about. As soon as I know, figure out how to list the uh, the stuff on there, I'll list a... I guess I can list the tops, and then if you want to buy a whole kit, you can let me know, send me an email, or however you want to do it. And say, hey, I would like to buy a kit so I don't have to go and source all of it. Because I like to pick the best of the best stuff to go in my kits. Mm -hmm. So they're extremely expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not really, but for what it is, it's not expensive. Because you want something that's going to hold up when you go to use it. It's not the cheapest duct tape. I use... T-Rex tape. Okay. Because which is ferocious. <laughs> it's ferociously strong tape. Isn't this the one that you like? I don't know. Put a car back together with or something crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. They did Maybe. something crazy with it, didn't they? They may have, but they they make a brute force one that that's what I really want to use. But I see. Okay. Anyway, anyway, that's 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 that. Make make a kit. Sell those things. So that's Charlie. Just let me know. <laughs> so Adelaide, 
I'm sure there's other things, but something popping up in my head that's new as of today. She learned how to swing finally on her own. I say on her own. I did get her started. But next thing I look, no, she's saying, look, Mommy, I can do it. And she's actually swinging and not crying about not knowing how to do it. And she's, she's actually got the system down. Yeah, she's pumping her legs in the correct order and not... She was having a problem with coordination. <laughs> she doesn't know when to stick her legs out and when to bend her knees. And then sometimes she kind of knows, but then she starts, like, instead of keeping the legs together as she does it, she would, like separate them and like wing them <laughs> poor thing like it was a coordination issue but she figured it out today and we'll see if it sticks tomorrow i think it will she was pretty dang excited she had me marco polo it to the family uh casper huh, i think i don't know if we've mentioned this before or not but he has fructose intolerance so we already knew that he couldn't have large amounts of fructose and then we figured out that he has a sensitivity to wheat products because of the fructans in the wheat. And then recently I was like, oh, I'll make him some almond flour pancakes. Oh, the poor child yeah, had so many issues after that. And we're trying to get better. So I have discovered that I think almonds have some fructans in them, but I it's got a lot of what's labeled as GOS. GSO. GSO? Oh, I have it backwards. Yeah. GSO is some sort of saccharide or something other. Hold on, I'll find out. It, yeah, but anyway, it's basically a component inside the almond that causes it's like a fermentable yeah. thing. And so basically his stomach cannot handle it at no. all. And I'm really a little timid and nervous. I want to say scared, but that's really not the right word. I'm a little bit nervous that other fermentable, pre-fermented foods are going to give him more issues too because a lot of the people on the forums that you read will talk about how they can't have soy sauce, which is kind of scary seeing as it's not even truly greatly fermented what you buy at the store, but they can't even have soy sauce. I mean... They can't have garlic. And I'm still trying to cook with garlic, but I have been trying to cut back a little bit when I'm cooking a dish that I'm not, I know I'm going to give to him. I'm trying to kind of lessen the garlic and the onions a little bit. Yeah. Because the poor kid, we're just really having a struggle keeping him well. And um, this, essentially he has irritable bowel syndrome from these issues so and I may delve more into his issues later maybe <laughs> but we feel like we're still guessing and anytime you look up information on fructose intolerance it's very difficult to find everybody acts like it's easy but they all say something slightly different and then you actually talk to people that have the issues and oh, it's you were right. quite a little bit different it is GOS's Galacto-oligosaccharides. Big long words. Galactans. Oh, that's a funny headline. Why is almond milk low FODMAPs? Probably because it has very little almonds in it to begin with. Oh, that's interesting that you said that. Yeah, but we figured out because of that, 
beans and lentils and chickpeas he can't really have either and then we bought some gluten-free bread recently for him because we were going to go on a picnic and we're like well it should be okay and he had issues after that so i wonder if that's what nicole sauce has where she can't eat the bean you know she says she's allergic to beans but she can eat her own beans oh yeah she thinks it's actually something to do with roundup Mm, mm. yeah okay yeah i remember her saying that now yeah sorry that just popped in my brain i had to say it before it went away (laughs) so yeah the poor kid um and i realized that a lot of the gluten-free breads have some i think it's a quinoa in it and i think that might be part of his issue with the gluten-free stuff the quinoa I think so. I think it was the quinoa. Or maybe it was chickpea flour. No, that didn't have chickpea fat part. I can't remember. I just know that we had another resurgence and the poor kid's bottom private areas were messed up from his diapers. Because it's interesting. I think some things give him one issue, like one type of splotch or blister on his bottom, and then the other one, it's different. And it's like even from his pee. It's like a mm. concentrated something. Yeah. I don't know, guys. It's hard. It's really hard. I think it'll make more sense as he gets older and he can tell us. Because some things will make him burp and have big belly. And then other things won't necessarily do that. But then he has these terrible rashes. Anyway, nobody wants to hear a whole bunch on that. But we'll keep you posted as we find out more. It's slowly and surely. Joe, I don't know that we have any information on him. He's cool. He's a good kid. He's, he's sweet. He's been good recently. Yeah. Sorry, I'm fidgeting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then in the kitchen, um, for Mother's Day, I got a Thermo Pro wireless. She specifically requested a <laughs> wireless thermometer so that she can track the temperature of the meat in the oven that doesn't rely on Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. That's difficult. That's difficult until you realize that Home Depot sells them. Yeah. But then Amazon has the same one for less money. So. Yeah. And I don't like buying things on Amazon, but we typically do. It was only cheaper. different in color, and it was forty nine ninety nine instead of seventy nine ninety nine. So. Yeah. I but said, this this particular one that we he got me, it's got four probes. So you can either have like four cuts of meat or you can have a couple and one cut of meat or whatever. We've only used it for beef so far. I used it for a top sirloin that I, um, what's it called when you do it? Reverse seared. Reverse seared. It turned out perfect. That was fantastic. I was really kind of surprised at myself. Um, and then we also did a, what, what kind of roast did we do? I don't remember. Um... I don't know. That was pretty good. I honestly don't remember that one either. Because I was the one that did it then. Yeah, that was one of the ones that we then sliced the roast. Oh, it was probably like a bottom round, top round. It was one of the two. Yeah. Center round. Oh, I have round. It was one of the ones that are a little bit more tough, but anyway. They're good when you slice them nice and thin. It's like eating. Yeah. You have to have them pretty rare. Like Arby's roast beef. Yeah, it's hard to get them thin right now, though, because we don't have a very good knife. We do need to up our knife game. Mm -hmm. That is something. Anyway, uh, one of my new things that I made 
that I've actually never made before is lasagna. I'm not, I wasn't super pleased with my lasagna. I made some very bad mistakes with it. It was good. Charlie liked it. You may not have it. been pleased, but it was tasty. It was alright. We used the brown rice noodles, which tend to work okay for Casper as long as we don't overdo the brown rice in a week. Mm -hmm. Any kind of starch, you have to kind of spread it out. So eventually we may become carnivore, but at this point we're not. Um, he didn't like lasagna. I I can't win for losing in the in the kitchen. He didn't like kids. lasagna, but he wanted more lasagna. Yeah, he's two. He he likes to like bite into it and spit it out. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, I, I think he was hoping it was spaghetti. He was eating his noodles out of the lasagna. Okay, he loves he the noodles. Doing. Yes, whenever because. And I don't like that I did it in this order. I had already planned on making lasagna. I had the stuff for lasagna, but then the kids asked for spaghetti. So I made them, and this, the um, the noodles that I made them was rice, quinoa, not rice. You know, it might not have had any rice, but it was corn and quinoa. And I think that gave some problems. I'm not going to buy that anymore. That was my old favorite from Aldi, but I don't think that does him good. But he just wants to eat the noodles. The other kids, Joe loves the meat sauce. Adelaide likes both, but separate. <laughs> and so Casper just wants to eat the noodles out of everything. But anyway. And then tonight I used ground beef and I made up like a stroganoff kind of thing out of ground beef. I did a little bit of fresh garlic. Again, try not to overdo the garlic. I did some white pepper and some butter and some raw milk and made up like a sauce with the ground beef with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce to season it and then a lot of salt. And that was kind of our sauce. And then I made, and then we had the leftover noodles and I mixed it all together. And then in a separate pot I did, we had made this, we called it a jalapeno popper topping out of um, sautéed mushrooms, sautéed onions, and cream cheese and jalapenos, fresh ha cut jalapenos. And we had made that for our burgers previously in the week, and I heated that up separate and put it on top of mine, and it was delicious. Oh, your steak? No, my hamburger helper-esque thing that oh. I made tonight. It was really good. Yeah, there's a little bit left, so you can try it tomorrow if you want. But that's the kitchen. There's probably been more, but that's kind of what's stuck out in our heads currently. Anything else you want to add to the kitchen? Uh, the invasion of the ants. Oh, yeah. So we were having some roach issues. And, I don't know, we're starting to work on getting that taken care of. And then the ants start coming. And the little, we, you know, broke down and bought bread to do a little picnic on Monday. And they found it in the cabinet. So we... We had to get rid of that quicker than expected. Like already. Already. And, um, which is good. We don't need to be well, eating bread. The kids ate my bread. The kids did eat your bread very quickly. And then they... And Casper would try to eat all his up. And it was good we didn't let him finish it. But, man alive. I'm glad we don't buy a lot of that kind of stuff. Because the ants... They... It's not horrible. But they did get in that bread fast. That was and bad. it was like... Oh. Whatever it was tight, it wasn't even. It wasn't like it's was open. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't have them like in the sugar and stuff like that. 
it's interesting how they do. I haven't looked in our like um, cabinet with all of our bulk stuff in the plastic bags to see if they've gotten into it, but it's possible. We'll see. In our garden. What's going on in our garden, Charlie? Well, we got the um, the tomatoes trimmed. Yep. And pruned back, and they're doing much better. Mm-hmm. We don't have any more. I haven't seen any more worms at all. We've got lots of little spiders on there that we're leaving to try to keep, catch all the bad bugs. Oh, what else? We've got little snake beans growing. Mm-hmm. We've got... So our compost pile has decided to grow grape tomato plants. Yeah. And it's covered in tomatoes. And it's also decided to grow a pumpkin plant that's got two big old pumpkins on it. It's more like a pumpkin patch. It's huge. So, it depends on whether or not it's a carving pumpkin or not a carving pumpkin. (laughs) Hopefully. It's looking very round. Hopefully we'll be able to do something with it. I hope. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it'll do. It'll at least have seeds in it. We can cook and eat the seeds. Yeah, but do we really want to eat the pumpkin seeds? I'll eat a snack. <laughs> okay. going on, I'm going on evening shift. I need a snack. Yeah, later in the month. We didn't talk about that, did we? No, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I talked about it before and then my boss said well, you mentioned that in your podcast, so we're going to put you on evening shift. And I said, oh, well, I guess you need to quit listening to my podcast. <laughs> Not true. We like our listeners. Okay, so No, we... just my boss. Just my boss. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. You don't say anything on here that matters. We've got lots of little green bell peppers coming up on our bell pepper plants. What I say doesn't matter? <laughs> <laughs> Not towards your job. Oh my gosh, you're so mean. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. You don't say anything that matters on this podcast. On the, about the job. About the job. Keep it in context. Keep so it in you context. Have, what kind of peppers do you have? We have little bell peppers on the plants that we were given by my grandmother. None of our bell pepper plants survived. <laughs> we have... I think they're bell peppers. We didn't plant bell peppers. We did start some. We tried to do some bell pepper starts, and they did not oh, survive. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah some they of didn't those seeds... Start. All right, so. Ooh, sorry, guys. Well, let's we'll come let's come back to that in a minute. But so we got bell peppers that Jessica's grandmother gave her, and like they all did fantastic. They've got little bell peppers all over them. They got flowers, and then we got little jalapenos. Yep. And those are doing pretty good too. Mm-hmm. And then Adelaide's little purple bell pepper plant that we kept over winter. We kept it in the sunroom. And we brought it back out, and I planted it in my little kitchen garden. It's already produced a little purple pepper, and she is eating it. And I think it has another one. It maybe. hasn't. There are two on it, and she's like, "I don't want to use." I, she she didn't want to take both of them because one still had a little bit of green on it. Oh, okay, I see. Which I don't think it would have mattered, but she wanted to leave it. So, she <laughs> so she's kind of munching on that. Um, the strawberry, her poor strawberry plants, the ones I planted in the ground still haven't produced any kind of strawberry. I don't even think they're really starting to ground cover, are they? It's because they get, I think they got shaded out. Oh, okay. I think that tomato plant is shading out. Maybe. Which, that tomato plant has flowers on it, so we might have some more, like, San Mon, what is it? San, San Marzano's? Yeah. 
Those are pretty good tomatoes. Yeah, that's kind of funny though, because you thought they weren't. It wouldn't produce. Well, it's a determinate plant, so maybe I don't know. We'll see. Um, my dock is still there. It's not really growing anymore. The nasturtiums are starting to look. Well, you got to trim it. You got to trim the dock. It won't grow anymore unless you start cutting oh, it. Okay. So I need. Okay. I don't have enough to make an actual salad out of any of my greens. No, but you can. Well, you don't want to make a whole salad out of dock. You don't want to make a whole salad out of it. It's basically. I need when some type go, of mild lettuce to put all this in. When we in. go and buy our organic mix, we throw some nasturtium and some dock in it to give it some flavor. I see. This nasturtium inside of a organic mix is so good. Especially if you're just using like a balsamic oil homemade dressing on it. It's so good. It's good with Italian dressing too. Okay. I'm sorry, I like Italian dressing. I mean, <laughs> I don't like canola oil. I tried my best not to eat the pre-mixed stuff now. Uh, canola oil is good for you. No, it's not. Do not say that out loud. We it's haven't the, gotten into that yet. It's the heart healthy oil. Oh my gosh. He is being sarcastic, everybody. Can Start looking up seed oils and how it's produced. There is nothing good about seed oils and how it's made. It's not economical. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense. Why you need to bleach some product and say that that is good for you, I don't understand at all. Okay. Blueberries. We have blueberries on our bushes. The kids keep picking them while they're still purple. But enjoying them. That's all that matters. They are enjoying them. And Casper Don't can have a couple at a time. Any more blueberry <laughs> preserves this year. Okay. Well, we still have some in the freezer, but we do. There's not gonna be any extra. I don't think so. Even though they're producing pretty pretty good. How are how are these doing on this side? Because we have two sides. There's have... berries on them. They're just not ready to eat. We have the hard-skinned blueberries, and we have the soft-skinned blueberries. And um, the hard-skinned blueberries usually don't do quite as well. So, um, we have figs on our fig tree that are, you know, there. They're there. They're getting big. We have Better than last year. Persimmons on our tree. But they always, I don't know, we had know, more we, to begin with. We had a couple last year. We actually got to eat some. Yeah, so we'll see how they so go. always nice. And yeah. then lots of muscadine flowers. No, not just flowers. The There's grapes. grapes. There are tons. So many. Pounds and pounds and pounds of grapes. We are looking forward to that. Hopefully we can make some more jelly for you guys that want to buy it from us. Um our poor cabbage plants between but getting eaten by the chickens and just the fact that they didn't grow great. Yeah. I'm That's about okay. to pick them because I really need to make sauerkraut. I'm out now. I should have already made some more. Um, but that's kind of where we're at with that. I still have dock. The fennel didn't come up that I planted. Although the, we no, have no, dog no, fennel no, everywhere. No, no. The fennel came up. The dill that you planted didn't come up. Oh, the dill. Up. That's right. I'm sorry. You planted the dill along with the fennel because they're supposed to be companion plants. Yeah. But it was like Dollar Tree, and I didn't actually follow the instructions. It was some <laughs> some crazy, like, roll. mesh roll of 
dill seeds. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you were supposed to. I was supposed to like put it in water and soak it or something for a few seconds or something. I don't know. It was weird. I thought it'd be okay because I had I had left the box outside and it got rained on. <laughs> we just don't have out. the best luck with like dill and with just random stuff. Oh, all right. That's what I was gonna say. So I bought this Texas Ready seed kit and like I don't want to necessarily disparage the company and say that their seed kit doesn't work but some of the seeds just don't want to come up we planted some melons and they didn't want to come up um we planted the bell peppers last year I planted bell peppers from the Texas ready box and none of them came up so this year I planted them out of a different seed pack and none of them came up so maybe it's just that particular like bell peppers are susceptible to not having anyway but the san marzanos every single one of those seeds i planted came up and that was from the same kit same kit same so I, mm. probably just the variety or the fact that I, i'm just i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> we are still new to gardening i have to I say i probably just don't know what i'm doing our best garden has been the one that we went and bought the bonnie plants from lowe's and then used miracle grow in order to yeah. I did the mitt lighter system with those. I did a cheat type mitt lighter system. I planted some bonnie plants. I dug a trench next to them. And each week I sprinkled miracle Grow in the trench and turned on my water faucet. And it would flow the water down the trench and fertilize all my plants. Those were the best cucumbers, though. I miss those cucumbers. And we don't have any normal cucumbers planted this but year. But I'm trying to be good and do stuff more organically. We have to learn. So I have a big giant bag of Dr. Earth organic 444 um, fertilizer and I have some what do we call it? It's Garrett juice, um, but it's not Garrett juice. <laughs> All right, so Dr. Earth stuff? Garrett juice is from a guy, the Dirt Doctor who is Howard Garrett, I think this is what his name is. Anyway, it's got, like, compost tea and kelp and molasses and apple cider vinegar. It, my recipe doesn't have molasses, but it's got um, fertilizer tea from the Dr. Earth stuff. It's got the apple cider vinegar. It's got fish, um, the fish fertilizer stuff basically ground up fish carcasses and whenever I make my mix I add a little capful of the super thrive um, kelp and B vitamin mixture and you can always tell that the plants are like you spray that stuff on the plants and they're better the next day like they perk up so I just need to mix up some more of that and make so. a soil drench out of it and just drench the soil with it oh our eggplants we did pick two because they busted. But these particular eggplants you can eat raw. Yeah. But we didn't do anything with those two. They were tiny too. Well, we didn't because Casper took one of them <laughs> and cut the whole thing up. <laughs> he said, look, I cut up, what did he call it? I remember what he called it. Oh. Strawberry, blackberry, he called it some crazy thing. Look, I cut up the strawberry. What? Yeah. Or the potato or something. I don't know. Oh, we... Oh, no, he said it was an onion. Oh, an onion? Yeah. He's like, I cut up the onion. 
No, yeah. you didn't. You didn't cut up an onion. <laughs> Kids are funny. So I think that's our garden. I hate to end on this note, but um, transportation-wise, our minivan's having issues again. I went to drive it Tuesday. No, you didn't just go to drive it. You drove I it drove all it. the way to Fairhope. And then it started acting crazy. Oh, gosh. It was so scary. I had all four kids in the car. I'm on the way to a board meeting, and it felt like the transmission was trying to throw me out of the vehicle ten, eight to ten times in a very short amount of time, like eight minutes. And this was in, like, three different gears. Usually it only gives us issues in, what, third gear? It's kind of slow or sluggish, but this time it was, like, Oh, it was bad. And so then I took it to my uncle. He plugged the thing in, and it's just throwing the same two codes that it's through the last time we took it to the transmission Did place. Did you ever find out what those codes were? I never asked him what they were. He's just kind of told me that the transmission needs to be replaced, but we're kind of questioning that a little bit. But I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Well, the transmission's been completely rebuilt. That's my whole thing. It's like, yeah. it's been completely rebuilt, except for all the sensors on it. Because when they rebuilt the transmission, the sensors were good. But you would think that it would show the sensors are bad. You would think, but... The... Alright, so here's my opinion on Honda vehicles. Buy a Toyota instead. That <laughs> That's my opinion. Mr. Toyota hired Mr. Honda. Like, they were the... They worked with each other. And Mr. Toyota said that he was worthless and wasn't worth nothing and fired him from Toyota. And so he went and started a Honda. I agree with Mr. Toyota. <laughs> that is until I get a Toyota and it does the same thing. And then I'll just be mad at both of them. <laughs> well, currently it well, is not you gotta a admit, it's to got, a car. It's got 240,000 miles on it. Almost. It's a lot. The, and that's that's what my uncle's opinion was he's like it's time for something seriously wrong to go on it but the other part was like we just had the transmission redone three years ago it's not really worth doing anything else big and huge major to it but we just bought tires for it that's why i didn't want to buy tires for it <laughs> i don't mind driving it myself or even having it's, one or two kids in it and it's drive it fine around. to go to owa or to go to the basically it's trying it's becoming We're hard. being told that we should just stay in Foley. <laughs> and not go anywhere unless we're in the big 15-passenger van. Ooh, and it's a gas guzzler. But it is nice to drive. It, it drives well. The air conditioner's cold, and it's got a CD player slash tape player in there now. <laughs> He's smiling so big, guys. If you don't remember, go back to one of our other Homestead, or our Slide Dell Trip episode. You can hear why he's excited about it. And that. you can open all the doors. Yes, but not with the same key. No, you can use a handle. I'm not worried about the key. <laughs> the key opens the front door and the rear door. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Um, is there anything else? I don't know. If I start selling first aid kits, would anybody buy them? That's what I want to know. He's... he's he wants to. I buy want to make. Some I want to make something. So I want to make something that's actually worth something. Like I, I want to do something that's not just. I don't like look. I would like to have a decent 
small first aid kit that actually had decent stuff in it. But nobody sells them. Some everybody's out there just to make money, not to break even with just enough revenue to buy the stuff to continue doing the thing because it's the best thing to do. They just want to make money. So you get all these band-aids that are made in China or that don't stick to your body. I just want to make something that's decent. I see. And you need enough people to buy I some need bulk enough people to tell me bandages. that they would buy one so that I can justify buying a bunch of bulk stuff to make me two or three of them. Because, to be honest, some of this stuff's expensive. Yeah. I mean, for what it is, no, not really, but it's well, not Dollar Tree. It's not Dollar Tree, and we have four kids. There's lots of Band-Aids we end up using. But these would be more like for in the car. So, but you gotta admit, that we didn't talk about we didn't talk thing. about this in the first aid kit thing and that was a mistake. I I forgot I should have talked about next care bandages. But when it comes to putting band-aids in a first aid kit, do not ever go and buy the the Curad brand from Dollar Tree or Walmart. The ones in the green box, they're junk. Don't buy them. Unless you buy them like we do to let the kids just play yeah, with them. Yeah, buy them for the children to play with. Because they don't stick for about... They only stick for about 15 seconds. Yeah. If you're going to buy any Band-Aids, you either buy the Band-Aid brand cloth. Yeah, the fabric stuff that sticks to you Because forever. they stick like... Oh my gosh. Super glue. Or the Next Care... Um, not even not even the next care waterproof, but the next care max hold band aids or bandages. I got one on my finger. That's just the waterproof one. The waterproof ones are okay. I'd like the max hold because they really stick. They stick for up to seven days, and and they're like waterproof. So if you cut yourself and you're bleeding profusely, and you get it stopped just enough to where you can stick a band aid on it. It'll hold a whole that blood in. <laughs> oh, they're, my. they're just nice. I like them. All right. Well, we're at 40 something minutes now. So, 40 minutes. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> All day. If you guys want to support us, check out our Buy Me a Coffee page. We're going to be uploading little things as we have them ready. You can actually buy products off of that site. That's where I'll list my first aid kits. Ha! <laughs> and my, um, little repair kits my see my repair kits it's basically a universal accessory kit and a duct tape roll yeah and so for people that can't go out and spend 150 dollars on a macgyver kit that may or may not be available when you go to buy one you can go to our website and buy this kit or buy the pieces or maybe just buy components build your own better than macgyver kit no not better but it is for the fact that it's minimal. Smaller. A minimal MacGyver kit. Yes. Like in the true aspect of MacGyver, like the show. Yes. This is what he would have carried in his jacket pocket. He would have just carried a little strip of duct tape, a <laughs> paper clip, and a comb? piece of chewing comb. It never showed the comb. He needed a comb for his hair. But anyway, that's where all that stuff would be listed whenever I figure out how to do it. If you want violin, piano, or piano lessons, 
Call Jessica. She can give you either one of those. The yellow or cello. And she charges a lot of money <laughs> for Not everything enough. that she does. Not enough. But that's in the Eastern Shore or Foley area. You can also call Charlie with Charlie Small Engines for all of your small engine repair work. And he shall come to you for a small fee and a smile. Right? Well, yeah. I'll come to you and this is the way I do it so that everybody knows. Either you call me and you say, I have this model mower. Here is all the numbers that are on the mower and the engine. I have to have both. Because one manufacturer makes the mower, the other manufacturer makes the engine, and the one that makes the mower takes that engine and puts it on the thing. So it's hard for me to know exactly what you're going to need unless I have both of those. Or you call me and say, hey... I would like you to come look at my equipment and tell me what I need. Yeah. And then I can come to you first, look at it, give you an idea of what you're going to need. And if you decide you don't want it, it's not worth it, then you're only 10 to $20 in because I charge my travel fee. But either way, you pay the travel fee one time. I come out as many times as I need to to get your equipment repaired. And if it's something small, I'll bring it back here and work on it here rather than bothering you at your house. There you go. So I'm flexible as the way I do things, and that kind of throws people off because they, they either expect me to be here all the time. Yeah. Or they expect me to show up with a truck and pick them up. Uh, I had one customer actually tell me that he saw on Facebook a guy, not around here, but a guy that has a little winch on the back of his truck that he'll pick up the mowers and change the blades out and stuff with. Huh. And I'm like, well, that's all good and well, but no, I don't do that. Yeah. See, I like to pull the deck out from underneath the mower when I change the blades out. That way I can check everything with the deck rather than just picking the whole mower up and then changing them out. Ah, I see. So. It's a more holistic approach for the mower. But I'm flexible. I can do whatever you need. Just be flexible with me. And know that I buy my parts from local businesses. I don't go and like try to mark them up for you. I just buy them the way they come. And then all I do is charge you whatever I paid for parts. And then $65 per labor hour. Or less. Depending on what it is I'm doing. Because sometimes it's not. I changed the bracket on a man's mower. I'm not going to charge him $65. Gotcha. I'll charge him. You know, fifteen for trading that, for changing that, ten dollars for the travel fee, and then ten dollars for the part that I bought for ten dollars. So. Okay, so guys, just uh, make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you like and subscribe so that you can find out when we're doing stuff. And I hope you have a great day. <laughs>